Hello and welcome to the House of Abbott Breakdown Podcast. My name is Evan. I am joined by my co-host Parker. Cheers, mate. Cheers. And we're back after an unofficial week and a half off. Yeah. Uh so long story short, when we last recorded, it was a few days after I had uh finished up at my uh finished up the school year with my class. Um, then Parker's job got stupidly busy because summertime amusement park. Because that's what amusement parks do. (laughs) Um, so he started to get a little bit busy and by a little bit busy, it means like there were times when I messaged him in the morning and wouldn't hear from him till like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, Jesus fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Um, on the contrary, on his inability to listen to music, I have actually listened to more music in the last week and a half than I think Parker has in the last month combined. <laughs> I think I've listened yeah. to like fifty four four like thirty to forty albums in a matter of like a week and a half, if not more. I have gone through a significant amount of the document we have. I am down to 630 albums left to listen to for the initial amounts, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Parker's still at 674, but, you know, that's another story. So it goes. Anyway, uh, speaking of a lot to cover, we have a lot to cover. Um, <laughs> Parker, did we do a count on how many singles we have? 29 by my quick count 29 singles and this is all how many albums do we have like seven (laughs) actually no it's way more than that what am i saying nine albums and one ep yep nine albums one ep yeah technically one of the albums is a collection of an ep and or two eps and a couple singles Whatever, anyway. I did find what that actually was. Apparently, it's a, a, a the one thing I found that actually references the the one thing I found on their like page that actually says like what it's called is like a vinyl release. I may have to go buy that. Yeah, go buy it. <laughs> um. Anyway, we have a lot to cover. We're going to talk about a couple of news stories that I want to talk about, and then we're just going to go straight into it. We're not going to try talking hanging out we probably are going to spend two and a half hours to three hours here <laughs> I it's a lot surprised. of shit <laughs> just in terms wow. of not necessarily not even that it's shit it's just a lot of things there's a lot of things um anyway let's start with the fact that bring me the horizon have announced post-human next gen which is out september 15th it's the follow-up ep to 2020's post-human survival horror parker are mm-hmm. you as excited as i am with this I'm pretty hyped. I yeah. well, it depends on kind of what tracks are on it. Because I mean, if we get like strangers and and lost on it, then I'm not in, like incredibly hyped. Amen is cool. I think we'll get amen. And lost. Like, yeah. I think we'll get amen and lost. I yeah. don't think we'll get strangers though. Strangers is really far back. I think to be it's like two years ago. To do well. 
or a year ago. Or... And to be fair, though, Ludens was on post-human survival horror, and I'm pretty sure that was at least a year. Yeah, that was a like year before. A year at least before. Um, I mean, if if it's on, I liked Strangers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it a while, so... it's just, I'm kind of like, I I wouldn't take I don't I wouldn't take that sound from Bring Me the Horizon over their other stuff. I had yeah. a really good time with Lost. I I haven't listened to Lost or Amen in a while. Um, I've I haven't just I, mean, just, I just haven't listened to a ton of Bring Me the Horizon. I haven't been listening to a ton of anything. But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I I'm excited for it. I don't have like superior levels of excitement. That's like gonna scream my lungs out for this. But yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll be covering that when it comes out along with anything else that releases on that Friday. I assume it's a Friday. I believe it's a Friday. Probably a Friday. Yep, it's a Friday. We also have Red announcing a new album, Rated R, out September 29th. It's the And the first new single with it will be out August 4th. This is the first album anything since their last album back in 2020. I believe. Let me just double check this. Uh, yes, April 3rd, 2020. Uh, that was Declaration. Parker, mm-hmm. you've never listened to Red. No. Okay, cool. I'm going <laughs> to go rant on this a little bit. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this whatsoever, but considering the track record of the last three being a 6.8, a 4, and a 6 for their last three albums... I don't have high expectations and I don't expect that this will be good or in my or like just in general, like mm-hmm. my favorite thing in the world. If they go back to their older ish sound instead of what they have currently, then hell yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But with the fact that it's called rated R, I don't think it will be what their old sound was so we'll get more of that metalcore style that they had with their last album um which didn't it it worked and it didn't work at all mm-hmm. it was a very very weird mix right. anyway i'm slightly concerned but excited because it's red and it's one of my favorite bands of all time yeah We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll to be yeah. determined. Yeah, to to be determined. <sighs> okay, I have been sitting on the singles from the sixteenth of June for twelve days now, <laughs> and we're gonna hold on to it for another five seconds so I can go turn on my AC because it's hot in my room. Okay, so I have been dying to talk about these singles in general, but mainly Mm -hmm. the first two because they're first on the list. We have two brand new singles from Not Loose, Deep in the Willow and Everything is Quiet Now. Holy fucking shit are these two of my favorite songs of the year. This is pretty good. Pretty nice. I I am going to be 
putting these in my top 10. They're going to stay in there somewhere. I don't know where. Mm-hmm. Um, Barker, what do you think? Uh, I'd say these were probably my favorite of the last two weeks in terms of singles. Okay, we already set the bar pretty high. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, it only goes downhill from here, technically. Um, I I have two others. Two others that I really enjoyed. Uh, No, there's quite a few, sorry. Uh, But these are definitely, like, very high on my list. Um, the video is really, really cool for both songs. Um, did you watch the music videos? No, I did not. I literally put in there, must watch videos with both singles or I riot. I'm going to riot. Oh, I did not. I did not look at that. (laughs) Oh, you fucking little. Also. Oh, look at that. Must watch video with both singles or I riot. (laughs) Okay, I guess Um, you're rioting. The, the other thing is that. Knocked Loose is now is now going to be creating a meta in metal music where uh, bands call out their name with motherfucker at the end of it. And it, it just is, it's not going to hit the same because Knocked Loose just has a different energy that just, you hear Knocked Loose motherfucker and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm getting in the pit. I don't give a fuck. All right, let's go. Let's go uh, get, get our teeth, bro- uh, teeth knocked out real quick. Um, yeah. And then everything is quiet now. Is just a fucking god tier breakdown at the end. Um, that definitely is a uh, similar to um, their last EP, a tear, uh, tear in the fabric of life, which mm-hmm. I fucking love that EP. Um, it, I think it's like the la- uh, it's permanent. Their la- the last song on it where it has a it ends with that little boom 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 like that mm-hmm. one little like slow guitar in the background while a breakdown's fucking happening and right it's reminiscent of that and i'm like shit they took that and they went with it and i'm like i'm all yeah. for it i don't care i love it right yeah so the these two are easily gonna be like two of my favorites of the year i yeah. i listen to these so much I've been listening yeah, to like they're... newer music or sorry, older music that's I haven't listened to recently. Mm-hmm. But anytime I feel like it and I need a refresh on something, Knocked Loose comes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Knocked Loose. I, I forget why I haven't. I don't know why I I just haven't really managed to be like, oh, let's go still listen to Knocked Loose. I think when I first, I think I listened to when I first started out, and I the. Brian's vocal style, like just the mm-hmm. just his voice, kind of turned me off from it, from it originally. Now I'm like, this shit fucking bones. <laughs> and he's like one of the best vocalists out there. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, he's great. Like he can join the he can join the family tree. Like I agree. Um, let's talk about another band. Just something about the way, like the the high pitched yell that he has, just works so well for the type of music they make. It's great. Yeah. And honestly, after listening to like so much hardcore this year, mm-hmm. knowing how the general style is now a yeah. little bit more, mm-hmm. I hear a lot more of the hardcore elements throughout right. the not mm-hmm. loose singles. Just like just two singles, I'm like, shit, I hear the hardcore now. And yeah. I also love that uh, 
you didn't get to see it. You didn't get to see it in the because in the music videos, the other two guitarists uh, also provide backing vocals for this, which I didn't realize that mm. they provide so many va- backing vocals. He adds right. so much. I knew the like the true color, like the very deep voice from Brian was one of them, but there's another guy in the band who does provide backing vocals. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm down for that. Um, but let's move on to the anchor and their newest single, masterpiece. This is the continuation from the band of new singles leading up to most likely an album at some point. Um, I don't know if they've announced an album, but they have a tour currently going on. Um, they have something coming in August. I know that for a fact because I got an announcement. Um, oh no, it's in, uh, Wednesday, August 16th. They're in, uh, Brian Music Hall in Boston. So I may be going to that because I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> they... They've had a few singles, um, but this looks like the newest one that's going to be on its own. But mm-hmm. they've had others in, like since like the, this is their first one since December for sure. Um, yeah. And what did I write for it? I forget. I wrote, I wrote that it was a solid track, and it was a good continuation from the last single or two we've gotten. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a good bit. Um, the honestly, like, it was just a really like nice and solid metalcore track, mm-hmm. and that's about all. I, all you know, I don't have. I don't have too much to say on it. I was just like, yeah, this goes. She has a real. I, she doesn't. She doesn't sound like a woman, actually, <laughs> when when she screams. I was like, for a minute, I was like, ah, this is like, that's not how I remembered it being, but it's, I mean, it's good. Like, yeah, she, um, she's definitely improved from the last album they did. And yeah. the production itself also sounds significantly better as a whole. Yeah. Um, the, sorry, go ahead. You're good. You're good. I'm just talking. No, I, my, my, my thought really wasn't that important. The, the, I was just going to say that I can't think of the, the band name, the anchor without, uh, hearing it without thinking in my head that um, the the We Came as Romans track from the from Dark Bloom just yelling like the and <laughs> some it, it was a track off of that album and I was like I don't remember my, I think it was like one of my favorites of the second half if I remember correctly but gotcha. it was good I don't remember that I'm gonna be honest that's, that's unfortunate for me but kind of fair <laughs> uh, yeah the anchor. anyways I, I am. I want an album announcement, but I'm going to be honest. If they announce an album at the same year that Eminence announces an album, we're going to have issues. It's over. Because in 2019, Mm -hmm. Eminence released Turn the Light On and Anchor released Breathe. Right. were my number one and my number two, respectfully. But Mm -hmm. it was the hardest decision I spent like two and a half weeks on because I couldn't figure out which one I wanted more as my number one. And mm-hmm. holy shit, mm-hmm. it was just like stupid tough. Anyway, 
Right. Please, please either announce an album for this year or next year, like one or the other. Pick, pick poison. Um, let's talk about another band that actually did announce an album that I forgot to write in the document. Um, Asking Alexandria has two new singles, Psycho and Bad Blood. So, two singles? Uh, two singles, Psycho and Bad Blood. What Did you miss that? I missed Bad Blood. Okay, well... So, That's alright. <laughs> I'm actually going to be honest. Psycho actually isn't that bad. Like, I mean, sure uh, it was, it was it's not... That's true, I didn't, think, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, I'm no, trying to think again. It's like... It's not horrible... Right, it's it six, honestly. Like it's better than the last single, which was mm-hmm. um uh da, 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 da. what was it called? Oh, Dark, Dark Void. Void. Yeah, definitely better than Dark Void. Dark Void was trash. Um, I'm trying to see if trying to see uh they just had tour stuff okay whatever anyway so bad blood has the ending of it is basically a throwback to their older heavier style that people wanted people were complaining that they weren't heavy anymore and all that stuff and so they threw it back and honestly even with that it Mm -hmm. doesn't redeem the song whatsoever and bad blood is trash and worse than dark void in every possible way (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> that that's what you missed so don't yeah. don't listen to it don't honestly. don't bother okay yeah i know they have an album coming up this year i don't know when it's been announced specifically mm-hmm. but right. it's coming eventually I, i'm not hyped for it mm-hmm. i become, don't care about asking alexander so it's yeah. like it might become like a five for both of us. Yeah, maybe. Might be the most neutral five we could ever think because for me it might be like, wow. less because I care about this. You okay? No, I'm ju- I'm just like I'm giving fives. Oh, yeah, fives. Anyway, let's talk five, about five, another five. band that's actually a little more interesting than asking Alexandra to be honest. Conquer Divide and their new song, The Invisible. Honestly, I really enjoyed this more than I expected to, and I'm actually really hyped for the upcoming album, which, if I remember correctly, is coming out September 8th, 2023, called Slow Burn. Mm-hmm. Parker. Five. You didn't like it? I actually, I, yeah, I came away from this one honestly really bored not gonna lie 
unfortunately. Because the, the Conjure Divide is like a... They seem like a fun... You know, they ha they're, they're a fun band. And so it's like to... To kind of come away from this one just being like, wow, that really... That left no impression. Especially after... Well, I'm pretty sure I remember enjoying Welcome to Paradise. I think it was. You did um, enjoy Welcome to Paradise. Is uh, unfortunate. So... Well, I I am hyped for it. I mean, to be fair, there were some of the albums this week that, or the last two weeks that we've had that had singles I wasn't interested in, and then they fit in the album actually pretty well. And we're mm. like, like so for I'm just gonna spoil something slightly. Friend in the Dark grew on me because the in the album it fits really well as a single. It didn't showcase what the album was gonna be whatsoever. Mm. So. And that was obviously our first introduction to Alt itself. And I went in expecting that sound and I got something different. So, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about <laughs> one of Nick Nocturnal's 50,000 projects that he has going on called Death Funk. And its newest song, Three. <laughs> This is a combination of metal and funk, which is P-H-O-N-K. Um, <laughs> it also features the vocalist from 1056, a new metalcore band, which uh, we have not discussed, but we have to an album and an EP uh, from them this year that we've I've reviewed offline, and I don't know if Parker's listened to them yet, but... I listened to that, that EP... That they had the album I, I went and looked is actually it's it's just a collection of the EPs or oh. what however many most recent EPs I so, totally noticed that she definitely did um I didn't know that I, honestly I really didn't care all that much for for their I think it was downer part two if I remember correctly the EP yeah the EP um okay. I was kind of like it's fine but I, I don't it, nothing, I don't know, it didn't stick with me, okay. unfortunately. What um, did you think of this track, though? Uh, I just, about the same. I, hmm. five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually really had a good time with this track. It was, it was just yeah. really cool, really interesting combination. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just a See, the, good time the, with the, it. It's interesting that you bring up that it has funk elements and because i'm not gonna lie i didn't notice any funk in there i just say i was funk. Thinking it's of... funk oh funk oh i see h-o-n-k it's an actual oh. genre that's a what the fuck is funk i will look it up for you <laughs> what the fuck is okay funk is a subgenre of hip-hop and trap music directly inspired by 1990s memphis rap hmm So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, uh... uh it, it didn't really help the track much, honestly. <laughs> because I, I think I just I, I distinctly remember being at, like, 40 seconds in or whatever, and I was like, wow, this really sounds like, you know... 
this sounds like a Nick Nocturnal project that he did on stream because you know that's what he does and this is that's his thing. Yep. <laughs> like, and um, honestly, I love the experimentation that he does with it, just combining different things and yeah, just exploring. Because mm -hmm. you know, like that's obviously that's, right. Obviously, that's great that he does those things. It's great. I just don't personally end up really wanting to go back to those projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I totally get so. it. Then we have End of an Era and their new double song. Well, one's an intro and one's another song. Uh, we have Death's Calling and Unholy Incarnate. I don't know if we missed un uh sorry, and don't know if we missed Death's Calling, but it's a minute and forty second introduction track into another nine minute song. Um, I kind of assumed that it wasn't worth going over Death's Calling because yeah, it was like fine. a minute and a half. Like, yeah, you, you were fine. Um, let me guess. Five? Actually, six. But that's about average for what sorry, I tend what? to give these, these Lorna Shore-like projects. Damn! Lorna Shore got a six. I'll take it. Anyway. I mean, um, Lorna, I mean Pain Remains got us like a six and a half. Yeah last i listened to it so i, I, yeah, I think it's like a low six now but anyways regardless so so as as expected i am the one who loves lauren shore he is the one that does not like lauren shore as much i love this song parker thought it was just okay he's just a death course song that doesn't really interest him as much um i had a really great time with this it was a bit long but honestly considering some of the song lengths that i've listened to in the last week and a half nine minutes is easy now yeah. Uh, just for context, I went back to the Acacia Strain. Mm -hmm. I did a, an album that was one song with an hour and 52 minutes. I listened to 20 minutes of it. I listened mm -hmm. to an album this week that had a 43-minute track. Um, I listened to Part of Sleep Token. I listened to other stuff that was long. Yeah. Um, a lot of long stuff. Some of it was actually good. Some of it was pretty bad. You know? <laughs> anyway, um, this was a little bit long, but it was good. I wrote that I fucking love it, and it was a banger mm. of a song. Um, and then we have a band that I think you and I have just agreed that we don't like, and don't know why I put it in the doc, but we have Glasslands, and their newest single, The Ether. Ether? Or the ether, I don't know. It's because ether. I don't remember the song, and it I... just was on. Lamau. Three. Four. Four. <laughs> um. Four score and seven years ago. Four score. <laughs> it's anyway, I, I genuinely don't uh, remember the song. I don't either. A five cool. is just tend what I tend to slap on songs that I hesitate to call bad, but don't really remember at all. So let's just move on. 
Let's uh, yeah, I say we we're, we're we not going to give it more than like a minute. I'm so I'm no. Glasslands. Look, respectfully, I don't like your music. If you make yeah. something that's interesting, I'll give it a listen. But for me, it is not for me, and I am sorry. The yeah, unfortunately, like just the the guy screams just mm-mm, not for me. Yeah, that, this is actually like one band that we both don't like, which is hard Surprising. for us to actually agree on something like that. Yeah, usually you know we're we're pretty. We tend to agree on there's very it's very rare that we find something that we both hate. <laughs> like yes. we find something that we love, we find something that's good, mm-hmm. something that's in the mid. One of us likes, one of us hates, one of us likes, one of us doesn't care, one of us is alright, one of us loves it. Yeah. Anyway, we have movements. And their next single, which is like the fiftieth single, tightrope. <laughs> Can we get the album already? Because this was such a good track. I actually love this so much more than um, the last one that they had. I don't remember what the last one was called, but like, can we just get the album? Mm-hmm. Please. 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 I really enjoyed this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I did the last couple tracks from them. As expected, um, opposites on everything. Yeah. Um. I think it was. Was it? I think I uh, really. I think I really enjoyed, fail. No failure. No. Failure. I think it was failure that I really enjoyed. Um, I did not like that as much. Mm-hmm. So once again, opposites on everything. Just about. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, I, honestly, I'm just hyped for this album because it honestly sounds like something that both of us will enjoy even just a bit. Right. And depending on how, like, I think we'll actually be around the same area in terms of, like, our enjoyment overall for it. Mm -hmm. Because we've been here since, like, almost the beginning of this journey. We missed, like, one or two singles, but, like, we've both been like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is okay. I'm not a fan. You're a fan. I'm a fan. You're not a fan. It's like, but for the most part, we're neutralizing everything we said. So, um, we have another, we have a new single from Paleface Swiss, titled Please End Me. I'll be honest. I think I've watched the music video a couple too many times. Yeah, because I can't watch another Pale Face music video because this mu- this music video was the goriest thing I've seen in quite some time. Wow, <laughs> and it bothered me quite a bit, and it just kind of mm-hmm. was like creepiest fucking shit. But they did such a good job with yeah presenting this creepy as fuck side. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed this song, right, for about. The first three listens. And then Mm -hmm. I started watching a few reactions of it, and I got very, very tired of it because it's pale face. And as you all know, if you're watching this and you've heard me say this before, 
I can't listen to Paleface too much. Otherwise, I will get into a very mm-hmm. just not good mood. And yeah. I would like to actually have a positive attitude in life and not just have grumpy grumpy all day. Sure. Anyway, um, this was good. I've listened to it too many times, but it's a good mm-hmm. song. It has a killer fucking breakdown. Yeah, it's really it's really good. Deathcore. Um I I I'd imagine I would fall in probably into the the same category of you, but I only gave this one listen and on that one listen I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> First listen I was like, Holy fuck this hits. Yeah. And it's so good. Second time, like a couple days later, I was like, Fuck yeah, this still really hits. This is really good. Mm-hmm. And then I watched like hardcore key wow, yeah. it. And yeah. I'm like Okay, this is still pretty good. And I watched mm-hmm. one more listen to it. I'm like, okay. okay. And then I re-listen to it. I'm like, okay, I'm good. Never mind. Yeah. We're good. Mm-hmm. That was my pale face for the week or for the month. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're good on that, I think. Um. Yeah, so just it's a good song. Just as always, I can't handle enough. I can't handle too much pale face. Otherwise, it really will actually just like start to affect my mood and I'll just be not in a great place um mm-hmm. that's why i would love to go to a concert for them but i'd probably fucking die <laughs> sorry i love yeah. you guys uh we have spanish love songs and their single cleanup crew This is their like second or third single leading up to their upcoming album, which is da, 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 No Joy coming out August 25th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Parker, what'd you think? Um, It was all right. The I think the, the thing that struck me initially for whatever reason was the vocals. And I couldn't decide if I kind of liked them or not. I, um, I actually think I had the exact same experience. Um, I think by the end of the song, I was like, okay, no, yeah, I enjoy this. Um, I mean, the the instrumental and all that is is pretty pedestrian, from what I from what I remember, of course. Um, yeah. But you know, the guy the the guy's voice is nice. Like it just made it's just a, it's a nice song, like mm-hmm. it's solid. Yeah, I, this is my first experience with listening to the band. I've heard about this band for like three or four years now because of mm-hmm. uh, State of Scene podcast and Twitter in general. Um, and I just had a good time with it. I do remember being confused by the vocals, but then starting yeah. to enjoy it by the end of that time. And I did come around to it in general. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> yeah, it's... um. I don't know what to fully think yet because I've only listened to one song by them. So I really can't say whether or not I enjoy the band or not. Right. But I'm not despising my every being what listening to this band. Mm-hmm. Which is good. <laughs> um, let's talk about vampires everywhere and their newest song, a fire in the Atlantic. It's cold, it's 
Okay, let me tell you about this little niche thing in the world called Pandora. Pandora.com. I had this, and vampires everywhere came on at one point. One of my radios, my under oath radio, I had back in high school. Mm. I loved it, but mm. it was cheesy, like the the hair, the eyeliner, everything, cheesy screamo. Yeah, and but I fell in love with it really quickly. And then they disbanded immediately after. I had a trend of, in high school, finding bands, immediately finding out that they've been disbanded or don't exist anymore. <laughs> it's like, well, shit. Under Oath, for all those, uh, for all those sleeping, and vampires everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the new vocalist is, but mm-hmm. they are back. And I'm really excited, personally. Um, this is their first single. Well, technically they've released some stuff in 2022 and 2021, but they really haven't been around since like 2016, I guess. Right. And honestly, it, this was not the sound I was expecting in general, mm-hmm. but I don't mind it. It's just a very right. good song in general. It's safe for sure, but again, I don't mm-hmm. mind this into comparing it to, let's say, Asking Alexandria, which is basically a mid-song and a dog shit song. Mm-hmm. This was better than both of those. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I, I didn't go into it with any expectations. I had never heard of this band before. Um, so it's kind of, it was... Uh, you saying safe is very applicable here, because I was like, because... I, w- I didn't hate my time, but I also don't really remember much of it. Yep. I was like, well, it's, you know, it's definitely a song. <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. It's, a good, it's, an, it's, a, it's a pretty good song. It's a good, pretty solid song, but it doesn't really... Didn't do a, it didn't leave much of an impression on, on, a, on an initial listen, so. I just realized I had my notes wrong. Woo! Uh, anyway... Uh, we have two more singles from the first week of singles. Fucking We have a band I've been praying to come back and praying and praying and praying and finally they come back and they pull the Sleep Token schedule releases where they release one on a Wednesday and then they release another on a Friday and I go fucking apeshit basically. Uh, we mm-hmm. have Imminence in their two new singles Come Hell or High Water and Desolation. Mm-hmm. All I gotta say is welcome back, Eminence. I fucking missed you. Now release an album this year, or I riot. <laughs> So, for, actually, I want you to go first. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we're talking about the, these both as a pair, I'm assuming. Yes. We'll talk about okay. Come Hell or High Water first, because that came out first. Yeah. Um, Come, Hell or, Come Hell or High Water was, was good. Um, I, I also really don't have any expectations or, or like, for, of, of imminence. Because I've never really listened to any of their stuff yet, 
So, but it was a solid. It was a solid track. It was actually heavy because you know I, I you've you know I knew that they had like violin and all that in their tracks. But they have a, they have a dedicated violinist. Um, it was actually heavier than I expected for something like that, and I'm not complaining. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, that comes out even better on uh, Desolation, I think. Um, I do. I I enjoy Desolation more as a track. Um, so so it, it. I don't know. It's it's just they're they're two really really good songs. Desolation slaps. It's a banger. Um, you know the the there it's two tracks that I would definitely be willing to go back to, like so. Which, considering I haven't really invested myself in them at all, is, is a good sign, I'd say. I come from Turn the Light On being my number one album of 2019, mm-hmm. and Heaven in Hiding being the most disappointing album of the year contender once the album actually dropped. Mm-hmm. Okay, Phoebe, I'm talking about Eminence. You're fine. <laughs> anyway. I went in expecting some of the best singles because this band can release singles like no fucking other. Yeah. Every time they release singles, it is some of my favorite music of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Had to uh, yell at my cat. So I knew that they experimented with their sound on the last album quite a bit, and it didn't fully work. And they had a lot of songs that just felt very much not great but not mm-hmm. horrible either that was that was the problem is that it felt like very mid mm-hmm. there's still some of my favorite songs from their catalog alleviate um heaven and hiding uh chasing shadows uh temptation i heard come hell or high water and i was very much like what the fuck am i listening to mm-hmm because it's a very different sound than what I expected from Eminence. But to me, that was an evolution of their sounds. Mm-hmm. And I was open-minded to the idea because they had already begun to change their sound in their last album from Turn the Light On. And so I was like, okay, this is interesting. And the music video is actually really cool, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it a couple more times, and it finally started to grow on me. And then fucking yeah. desolation happened, and everything about Come Hell or High Water for, was forgotten for a second, because this yeah. song fucking blows the water out of everything. Um, yeah. It reminds me of Infectious, uh, the song mm-hmm. from Turn the Light On, which is my favorite song of all time from them. And I fucking love Desolation. Come Hell or High Water, however, has grown on me quite a bit, and mm-hmm. I really am appreciating the, like, experimentation they're going for the sound that they're trying to present and honestly just incorporating more of the violin and i really love that because you know violins are just fucking great so Mm -hmm. i am ecstatic for this band yeah please announce something (laughs) please 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 praying to the heavens Mm -hmm. um these two are so now that I've given them time to sit desolation Mm -hmm. is just an easy easy safe yes this is amazing but come hell or high water has this like 
I don't know. It just has something that I'm like, I'm kind of drawn to this song. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking weird. Um, but I'm going to move on because I'm going to talk about this band for 10 years if I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about singles from June 23rd, 2023, a.k.a. last Friday. It's only been about 35 minutes. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get to the fucking albums. <laughs> yes. No, we won't. Uh, we're going to talk about yeah. Loveless and their newest song, I Hope I'm Not Sick. This is the first single since their last album, which was, I am trying to think. Uh, so, by the way, love the album uh, from last year. Something last year, I think, right? It's considered an EP. Ah, I see. Technically. But their first album, oh yeah, actually it is quite, have, quite different, um, is their first single since... Um, since their last out, last EP last year, end of an era. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest here, Loveless is one of those bands that I just think they can't release, they can't have a bad release at this point, and that's about mm. it. I I love this. Oh, track. Yeah. Barker. Yes, I. It was it was solid. It was okay. I hate you. <laughs> I don't know. So I I went I actually went and listened to that Loveless project from last year. Um, hey, a couple, I haven't even seen your rating for it. Uh, I don't think I've put a rating in the doc. <gasps> um, because I listened like I listened to it like as I was about to go to bed, and I oh. like, yeah. So I I didn't bother to get up and actually put a rating for it mm-hmm. um, at the time. Um. But I, 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 um, I remember being like, eh, you know, this is pretty good, but not being like blown away with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how many, it might just be the, the one feature I'm going off of, but it's like, I feel like I enjoy their, the, the songs they feature on a lot more than their, <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, the arrows in action feature music. was really good. Um, yeah. Honestly, I just I, I went and listened to both of the albums the la- in the last like week and a half, and I've just really enjoyed both of the albums so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um. It was it was really good to me. I had mm-hmm. a really good time with it. That's good. Um, another another song I had a really really good time with was Electric mm-hmm. Callboy and their new cover of Every Time We Touch. Now, Parker. Yes. Did you watch the fucking video for this because it's Electric Callboy? No, I did not. Please go watch it when you're done with the recording here. Because if you don't, 
you'll be mm-hmm. sorely disappointed in yourself because it's another Electric Cowboy video. Why yes. the fuck wouldn't you watch it? Because I um, forgot Electric Cowboy had good videos, and I was listening to this in the last that is uh, yeah. hour and a half <laughs> as I was trying to spam um, all twenty nine so, singles. Anyways, yeah. So we're not we're not gonna have a like co- uh, favorite covers cover songs of the year award this year for any awards that we do but this is gonna win like (laughs) just period this is the most perfect song for them to ever do and it it feels like it's just an electric callboy song Mm -hmm. Parker what did you think oh you are a fucking whore uh, it doesn't. It doesn't help that it, it's not so much Electric Callboy's fault. It's more just that I don't really care all that much for the original song. Um, Who gives a shit? And, it's Electric Callboy. Uh, right, it's Electric Callboy, but Electric Callboy didn't. Electric Callboy isn't gonna like fix that song entire in its entirety. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what? No, it's a good fucking song. Go fucking listen to it, audience. Audience of like one or two people, go listen to it. It's so good. Don't, don't listen on. to me. Go, go listen to it anyways. But I, I was kind of just like, yeah, it, it sounds, it sounds like Nico did a, a cover of Every Time We Touch, and that's fine. <laughs> let, let, let's move on <laughs> to a band that I think both of us are excited about: uh, mm-hmm. Signs of the Swarm and their new single, Malady. This mm-hmm. might be my second favorite of the singles from this band's, mm-hmm. but it's still really, really solid. There's been three singles. There's Amongst the Low and Empty, Tower of Torsos, and this one. Mm-hmm. I think this one might be my second favorite. I think Tower of Torsos is my least favorite, and then Amongst the Low and Empty is my current favorite, but yeah. I had a very good time with this. I didn't have like the most like absolutely bonkers time with it but it was still really good Parker yes what you think Uh, you were distracted you fucking little bitch I I am distracted I won't I'm always doing I'm doing things I'm looking at articles what are you possibly doing what what am I possibly doing? Do you, motherfucker? You were games. literally playing RuneScape on our last episode. I don't want to hear shit. I'm not playing shit. right now. Look at my hands. You're not playing right now. You were playing last episode. We had two guests on our show, and you were playing yeah, fucking RuneScape. I was RuneScape. listening the whole time, and I was talking more than you were, bitch. Yeah, I will. Yeah, you were. Fuck you. And what do you think of the fucking song? And I signs of the swarm is I. I the you saying that we're both hyped about it is curious to me because I don't think I've ever expressed a really strong enjoyment of this. Oh wait, band. no, I'm thinking of a different band. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of like, uh, Humanity's Last Breath, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Humanity's Breath Last way, Breath. I did it. check out their last album and that one was solid. It was good. That's good. Eight point five. Um Hell yeah. <laughs> You and I have very different numbers that we attach to the word I know, solid. But <laughs> I meant like um, that. I enjoyed a lot of the songs. Right. It's a solid thing overall. So. Right. Um. Yeah. No. This. I mean, it, we we come back to the 
you know, once once again we have a Signs of the Swarm track where I'm like, yep, this is definitely a Signs of the Swarm track. And I'm like, it's Deathcore. And it's definitely Deathcore. Mm. I, I don't think I've mentioned this before, though. Points for their band name. Signs of the Swarm is a sick band name. I completely agree. The music, I don't really find all that particularly interesting. <laughs> also, Amongst the Low and Empty, I like the title name. This cool. Yeah, it's a cool track. Yeah. It's cool. It, yeah. let's talk about another band that we have mentioned and talked about before on the show uh to the grave and their newest single shock tactics 1000 volts So, funny enough, the day of, or sorry, last Friday, I put all of the singles on, and then I put, or no, sorry, I, last Thursday, I put on some albums from 2023 to, to listen to. I put on some new, some old, some re-listens, and one of those was To The Grave. My rating for it basically stays the same. Uh, I think it went up oh, like yeah. 0.1, if anything. But basically, right. it stays the same. Sorry, a spoiler. I know. End of the world. <laughs> um, so- the album is still a fucking banger and a half. It's one of my favorites this year. And then mm-hmm. the next day, they released Shock Tactics. I'm like, all right. Well, fuck. I'm going to uh-huh. be having a great time with this. Um, mm-hmm. A clean fucking chorus? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Um. This was insane. Just my mind is blown. Mm-hmm. I can't handle how good this song is. It's, it's really one I, of my I favorites it. from June twenty third. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I did enjoy it a, a, a Holy lot. Holy fucking shit! Deathcore finally found something that you like, maybe a little bit. <laughs> wow, insane! Like, let's go. Yeah, no, I. I... I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it about as much as I did their last album, and I I enjoyed their last album. Um, but this one, I, I definitely like. It's definitely something I need to return to because I I really probably didn't give. Um, what was what was their last name? Director's, Director's cuts. cuts. Like probably a, enough of my time. Um, yeah, you also gave it a so seven point like, one, which for you is like better than the average deathcore album. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 let's talk about fuck you holding absence and their newest single, Honeymoon. Uh, it's also honey space moon. It's great. Yes. So funny enough, this is actually my least favorite of the singles from this band. 
That's fair. But it's still a really it's good fucking song. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Crooked Melody Same. has a fucking catch that I just fucking love. Falstaun mm-hmm. is very similar yeah. to Coffin from last year, and I fucking love that song. Mm-hmm. And this one felt like in circles from their last album, which at first I didn't like, mm-hmm. but then on the album it fucking hits so hard, and I'm like, shit, this is so good. Um, yeah. Th- this is still top five for the week, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is not my favorite Holding Absence song. I'm still beyond excited and hyped for this new album. I'm expecting it to be a minimum of a nine without question, because oh, that's yeah. how I roll. Parker, what'd you think? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's a great song. Of the three singles, it's probably the worst. <laughs> Yeah, which is weird. Like, Falstaff has grown on me a lot, actually. I've been listening to these three three singles like a good bit over and over and over again. Um, and it's like definitely, I mean, honestly, just in the release order, like Kirk and Melody, Falstaff, Honeymoon. Yeah, funny enough, the other day, uh, which I, when you were listening to an no, album, a... I, I saw you palate cleanse with Holding Absence after I was like, yeah, that's kind of deserved after that listen. <laughs> <laughs> which which one was this? I forget. Was this uh? It was. So I feel like I know what you're talking about. Oh oh um, yes. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get so, there. Anyway, holding absence. It's probably going to be an easy high score for both of us, without a doubt. At this point, we can we just have the album, like right now. So I can just grind it because I've been grinding sleep token for a fast while. Need... August. Yeah, like it's not that hard. August twenty fifth. I have to wait till fucking the end of August. Fuck this. Bill Murray <laughs> releasing another fucking single. Living, laughing, loving. Saxophone. They always be the singles. Saxophone. Saxophone. Solid song with a beautiful sax solo. And sax, just every, sax. Mm-hmm. Saxophone. Thanks. Now replace sax with sax. All the sax. Sex sax. <laughs> um, it's funny because I didn't think I would enjoy... So, la- when, when we started our list gathered everything from 2022 and we put it in a mm-hmm. document and Bill Murray was on there and it was a bit of a later put into the document but yeah, I, we both were like it's it's good it's just not the craziest thing in the world mm-hmm. I'll be honest the last few singles have actually I'm like okay I wouldn't mind an album or an EP with these singles because they're just good, mm. and they're better than the, most of the single songs from the last album, honestly. I think yeah. I might have to actually give that album a re-listen, because I don't think I like it as much as I remember it. Because mm-hmm. I think these singles are better than most of the album that I can remember. Yeah, I think... I th- I probably agree with that, yeah, overall. 
Because like th this specific single stuck out to me a good bit because I was, um, you know, like you said, sex. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it's like so. You know, it, it's because that um, yeah, I don't think they really had much of that type of thing on well on their their previous project. So now, it's no, like, they did not. To, to kind of see some of that be brought in is, is fun. Yeah. It's, I guess, like, it's the fact that he's just, like, experimenting with different songs and just having a good time, it seems like. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously the track is Livin', Laughin', Lovin', but mm -hmm. it's... It's it a very seems fun like, track. Yeah, it's a, very, it's a very positive track compared to a lot of the stuff that we've listened to in the last week. Yeah. Um, but but this is like this definitely stands out from the other couple singles but I also like those a good bit mm -hmm. surprisingly because I I came into uh, this band thinking okay I'm not really going to enjoy them that much but let's see how they sound and like right. oh this actually is kind of good okay sure yeah like okay we take those mm -hmm. let's talk about crown magnetar and their newest single prismatic tomb this is i think the last single to the band's upcoming album, Everything Bleeds, out July 14th, 2023, also known as In 16 Days. Let's Parker. go. Yes. What'd you think? The single was hard. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, to be honest. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Man, like, we really are opposites. You, you hated this thing? Not hate. It's just mid. I, I'm waiting for it to connect with me. It's a yeah. good song. Just it's not. It's not hitting me. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, like I think, was there a breakdown? I don't remember. It's been a while. It probably is. <laughs> um, it, <sighs> there are certain bands that hit me in the first mm -hmm. ten seconds. There are bands that hit me in the last twenty seconds. There are bands yeah. that hit me in the whole song. Mm -hmm. this band has not connected with me in the singles yet. Mm -hmm. However, there have been bands where the singles don't showcase what the album is, such as Alt, right. where the single Friend in the Dark did not showcase what the album was and really didn't put me in the right mindset for the album because I said, oh, I don't like this song that much. It's kind of fucking just weird and creepy and I don't right. like it. And mm -hmm. the album was just something different than that itself. Right. I'm not trying to spoil, just Yeah. Anyway, Crown Magnetar has not connected with me yet. I'm expecting at some point they may connect with me more because it's Deathcore, but I also mm -hmm. have not always enjoyed Deathcore to its fullest. Um of course, generally a newer thing that I've started to enjoy a lot. Um, 
There are some yeah. projects though out there that I don't like for Deathcore specifically. So mm-hmm. let us discuss. Anne is okay and their newest single, Calamity. is okay is a band that has been around for some time i believe uh since 2014 uh they had an album back in 2021 called aurora this is their third single most likely leading up to an album at some point which they have not announced um unless we have it in the dock and i just don't know it i nope i don't see it nope yeah no anyway uh Overall, I thought it was just a good song. It was nothing really insane, but I didn't mind it whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I had no right time with it. I eh, eh, I I I didn't get much out of this personally. Okay. So um, five and a half. Say again. Five and a half. Yeah, I'm done. That's what I was thinking, because, like, five is your I don't care for this, or I'm bored. Six yeah. is Deathcore TM. <laughs> five and a Death half Core, is... Yeah. And then, like, anything above that is like, okay, we actually have to listen for this. Hold on. Yeah. It's like, okay, this, it might, this is actually worth the effort. Yeah, this is... It's like, I don't know. It just didn't didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it's not like it's made badly or anything, of course, but yeah, no, like, the the thing is, is that, like, a lot of the songs that we listen to are really well produced. Yeah. Like, very few of the projects I complain about production, or in terms of, like, the album itself. Sometimes the raw style of it is the intended way. So, for example, the Suicide right. Silence album from this year. It's supposed to sound. Literally yeah. sound as raw as possible, and it did. <laughs> And on a certain level, it's, not, it's supposed to sound, it's supposed to sound shitty. Like yes, but it actually yeah. did provide it did make that album very unique in all yeah. of the albums that we've listened to this year. Where a lot of them sound very well produced, very right. chunky. This one felt like sludge deathcore in a sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, and it's okay. Yeah, it's a. I mean, production-wise, I remember it sounding good. Um, Mm. I don't know if there's going to be an album coming up soon, but I think there might be. I just haven't found it yet. Um, Let's talk about Paris and their last single before the new album, Evergreen. I have heard the praises of this band for years now. I'm mm-hmm. not even joking about years at this point. Um, yes. the scene, Sam and Marcus, thank you so much. Uh, July 14th, 2023, Evergreen comes out. Actually, this is the title track. I just realized that. Holy fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy this a lot more than I expected to, and I'm actually quite excited for the album. Let me tell you. 
this is probably going to be the one you're most surprised with. I I really enjoyed this track. Like, motherfucker, what? Yeah, I, I this, this shit's an eight, bro. <laughs> like, are we gonna have an album that we actually agree on finally again? Is this Wonder Years again? Well, uh, I mean, Wonder Years. I don't know about that because if I remember correctly, my I, the last Paris single we talked about, I didn't we enjoy that much. Paris. I thought we, we talked about, about Paris. Paris once. I'm ninety percent sure we've talked about Paris. Nope, I put him in the dock. We've only talked about Paris once. Yeah, we've so we've talked about Paris. <laughs> I just realized that you put all of your ratings in the dock. Holy shit! I just realized this. Yeah. Congratulations! Wow, you really did have a lot of fives. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... Oh. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's um, it was the. It something about it just worked with me like i i think ju just kind of the i think there was a certain kind of like ambiance to it that just really clicked and it you know it, it everything just lined up and it was it was great i loved it <laughs> yeah i um great track. i remember having a really good time with it i don't remember everything about it but this is just, <clears throat> i've listened to so much shit in, or so much stuff in the last few days um yeah just for context Same. people by the way i'm listening to like six or seven albums a day and i've listened to this for tuesday wednesday thursday friday of last week and monday tuesday wednesday of this week i've genuinely grinded a lot of stuff mm -hmm. um let's talk about palo royale and their newest single debilitate which features pussy riot See Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna just comment on the fact that the band's name or artist's name is Pussy Riot, which is the what a fucking like name. Pussy Riot. <laughs> Pussy Riot. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually a bonus track from the Japanese only version of Fever Dream. Mm -hmm. Um can I be completely honest here? Absolutely. This is my least favorite of the technical songs on that album as of now. Oh, definitely. I didn't enjoy this that much. I don't really remember much about it. I like the guy's voice, of course. I don't remember what his name is, and that I mean, that yeah. kind of was, you know. Yeah. I I'm I'm not not gonna lie. I don't know when Pussy Riot came into the song. Like I genuinely do not remember what happened in this track. I don't know either. Um, yeah, so it's... It, it's like... It it, it lacks the, the immediate catch that a lot of their previous... That, that a lot of Fever Dream as a whole had. And mm -hmm. so I really... You know... Fever I, Dream I think had for, so much. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I think for me, this one can stay on the Japanese-only release. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've, I've actually, um, for, for people who 
because I didn't put this in the recording because I didn't click record until like after this talk. I started listening to the last album from Palo Royale, their 2021 one or 2020, I forget which one. And it, it feels like Debil- Debilitate had a little bit of the same energy as that album as well. Although that album was more like alt metal, alt email metal, which was a weird combination of words there. But this also felt like a very, very odd track, even for Palo Royale, which is hard to yeah. do because they can just make whatever the fuck they want and it works. Um, mm-hmm. Palo Royale ranks high on my list for 2022. Like that, that's that been a given for the last few months at this point. It's not yeah. moving. Uh, there was one technically the Loveless thing jumped. If it's an album, it jumps up pretty high. If it's an EP, it doesn't change the list whatsoever, but Palo Royale doesn't get changed because of Loveless. Palo Royale has easily become one of my favorite albums from last year, and I wish I had found it when it released instead of ignoring mm-hmm. it. Um. Anyway, let's talk about Patient 67, and they're another single from them, Bad Habit featuring Varsity. This is one band that I thought that I really enjoyed, and now I've grown to just think is very mid and mediocre, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's the same story of like Crown Magnetar, where it's not connecting with me, yeah. and I don't know what it is, but it's just the style that really doesn't do much mm-hmm. with me. Right. Anyway, what do you think? I I enjoyed this a decent bit, actually. I honestly I might have overscored this. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, we're gonna leave it as as it is. Um, I kind of just I, I was kind of just vibing with it. I I was I was having a decent time. Um, do I remember much of it now? Uh, not particularly, unfortunately. Um. However, I'm going to blame that on the fact that I had that I listened to 29 tracks consecutively for the first time. So, yep. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna blame it on that. Um, but it was a cool track. I mean, I I've I've grown to appreciate more of Patient 67's like kind of kind of how they do things. Um, especially like revisiting their their 2022 album fairly recently. Um. In the last couple of months, um, you know, I, I, it just clicks a lot better for me now, and I, I think it's it's the same with this track. Like the just the sound that they go for is a, a lot better than when I initially found them, or when I, when I initially listened. So, yeah, I totally get that. Um, I don't know. It's starting to. It's like yeah. It's a weird thing because I started off on a high note with this band and then slowly it just dropped and dropped and I'm like, do I just not like this actually? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, let's let's discuss a band that I've been dying to come back and I just am so 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 happy that it's actually back. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal Lake, and there are two new songs 
Denial, and Rebirth. Their new vocalist, I don't remember the name, he came from a previous band. Um, they put a teaser a couple days, uh, the week before um, Denial and Rebirth were uh, posted. But I was very, very concerned with where Crystal Lake was going because Rio's voice was very unique. Yeah. In every way possible. And I love it was it was the iconic voice that is the band's, um, mm-hmm. similar to a couple other bands like for example if Palo Royale didn't have the lead singer that band would be fucking shit honestly. Mm-hmm. The, the vocals truly make up that band. Same with like Holding Absence for example too. Um, yeah, make them suffer. Fit for a king. I'm just thinking of different examples. I was very nervous when Rio left and rejoined a different band that was smaller just to like stay still making music but not be afraid to still be in shows and stuff. Yeah. Um all of that all of that fear just completely dropped in denial. Mm-hmm. Like just I think it took 30 seconds. Yeah. And it just it was like Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I I I'm sorry. I ever even doubted this band whatsoever, um, mm-hmm. because I remember <laughs> that the instrumentals on this fucking band go way, way too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it is disgusting. Um, right. I miss Rio. I'm really happy with this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> personal thing is that I miss Demon Rio during breakdowns but that's just me <laughs> a little bitch anyway yeah. I really did enjoy these songs I am happy they're back they're not at the level that Crystal Lake was at but I mm. cannot wait for more music from them and I'm happy they do the two song release still the right. like the two like one little song and one big and one other song mm. Parker what you think so, this obviously it's great that Crystal Lake's back because the um, Helix is a is an album that I've really grown to appreciate over kind of my my I guess growth you could say in this you know this my my taste in music with this type of stuff. Um, and this felt kind of pedestrian for them. Like I, I think it, 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 admittedly, from what I remember, um, you know, it, it felt fairly. It, you know, Helix, a lot of the tracks there had a had a certain kind of like just a a, a touch of like, just w- like weird. To them, or like some kind of cultural touch that comes you know from them being like a Japanese band type of thing, I I don't think i got the, any of that here and if there is then i just don't remember it and that's my bad no um, um i sorry to interrupt here i yeah. think it was just a very standard 
metalcore version of Crystal Lake, but none yeah. of the weird fucking shit yet. Right. And that's kind of where my issue comes from, because I like that weird shit. I, I like Crystal Lake's weird shit. Or, you know, the, the, the kind of more cultural touches that they can add to... The weird touches that, that they add stuff. to the songs. Um, like right. Apollo, for like example, the... is like, just... They combine, like, a little bit of a rap, a little mm-hmm. bit of guitar riff that, like... Yeah. I don't know, it just, it just works, and... Mm-hmm. Like, like when, I, when I think of, of just, like, a... A, a perfect Crystal Lake song. I think of like Sanctuary. Sanctuary yeah. is that song for me from Maybe them. Lost in Forever is my personal mm-hmm. favorite of theirs, but that's because um, there's a secret Gideon uh, feature on there that I love. Oh, that's fun. And if you see um, the video, you see him on the side smiling afterwards, but you see mm-hmm. hear him during like the call out breakdown that is right. way harder than it needs to. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, no, so, like, well, it's obviously not a bad track. It's still fucking Crystal Lake, <laughs> obviously. Like, the kind of losing out on some of that little bit of, little bit of spice, I guess we'll say. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, kind of loses me. To a be little fair, bit. though, they've come back after, like, two and a half years off, so. This is, and this is also very true, and I'm not, certainly not saying that to, to necessarily fault them, um. I, I more say that in terms of my personal preference with the with the music. I, I was like I don't really I, I don't think I would go back to this over much of anything on Helix. Like okay. for me. So let's talk about two bands that have come back from the dead. Uh we have Jamie's Elsewhere and their newest single, Escapist. This is their first single in three years after the band reunited just near the beginning of the pandemic is what I was figuring out. Uh, This was the first single slash release since 2014 and then another three years before we got this one. So Mm -hmm. I honestly enjoyed it. It was just like standard metalcore, but better than a few of the other songs we've reviewed for like this specific episode of the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's really all I got to say about this one. Yeah. The Yeah, I I once again literally never heard of heard of this band. Um I I enjoyed it though. I like I I got more enjoyment out of it than I I think I expected. Um of, of these last two singles is definitely my least favorite even though it's still good. Um but it it's like I don't know, it's just a cool track like from what i remember so i i'm definitely this next one though we'll talk about that in a second hold on um yeah jamie's elsewhere i hadn't heard of fully but i've heard the name before which Mm -hmm. that um like i was like okay i've heard the name people are going crazy that means it's got to be someone at least like someone good at minimum Mm -hmm. um yeah talk about the final single that we have after a literal hour and 18 minutes of recording uh texas in july and their newest single false divinity 
This Era's, Era's unclean vocalist JTKV was the lead singer for this band back in 2013 until 2015 when the band disbanded on a very positive note. Uh, their last show being a full sold out show, um, I believe being support for like Devil Wears Product, Ghosts Inside, and similar projects. Uh, this is the first new material since 2014. This is basically Era, but more chuggy. <laughs> and I don't mind that at all. Like, mm-hmm. Era is one of my favorite bands. Um, out of out of my ignorance, I really haven't listened to much of their older stuff, but the newest stuff has been like an easy hit for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, I love JT's vocals. Anytime he's featured on anything or anytime I hear him, I'm like, okay, I'll fucking listen to him. I love his fucking vocals, mm-hmm. his voice. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just era, but chuggier, and I'm down for it any day of the week. Me too. This, this shit hits. This is good. Yeah. Texas in July, I'd actually heard the name of before, beforehand, and there was so a comment them that was actually really... have new material is fun. Mm-hmm. There, there was a lot of comments about the fact that they should have just returned back in July instead of um, coming back in yeah. June because they were literally we, just we, a couple weeks. We have off. three days until July, and you couldn't do the. They could have waited eight days, and they, they would have waited been, a, would an have extra perfect. week. July first, they could have come back, and it had been like, right, okay, exactly. Now we're actually good. Um, yeah, no, I'm just. If they announced an album alongside Era, fuck yes, I would be glad to. Um, okay. The singles are done. That should be an episode on its own. It really should be. Let's talk about some We're going to do albums. We're going to do albums, too. I'll, yeah, we're going to go in order of the... Um, yeah, we're going from... Um, yeah, the Google Doc. So... Okay. We're going to start with one that... Uh, we're we're going to agree on this one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about it for agreeing. Just, just so Probably. that we can set the preface for this in general. Yeah. Um, actually, maybe there's one or two others, but Sammy Ray and the Friends and the newest quote unquote album, Chapter One. How can you be so talking up what I came here for? This is a vinyl release that is a collection of two EPs, uh, The Good Life and Let's Throw a Party, and a couple singles, Denim Jacket, Saw It, and Saw It Coming. This is the technical first debut album of these different singles, songs, and everything going from 2018 to 2021 with and then a few new singles in 2023 in the last few weeks which i wanted to discuss at least a little bit because i think you have listened to them at least a little bit right yeah no so i had um i'd listened to their 
Uh, I'd listened to the Good Life a, a good bit before I found out that this was that this like collection was releasing, which is why I put it on. I saw that they released. I, I saw that they were releasing something. I was like, oh shit, that's a that's a new album. Before I realized that it was just a collection. But as much as I want a new album from them, um, you know, I figured I would, you know, they'd throw it on anyways and, and so, see what happens. Do we consider this a new album? No. Good, because this would easily go into my top five of the year without question, period. This is this was love at first sight, basically. I, um, I knew you'd love it. I I just fell in love with this so motherfucking quick. I didn't funny enough. Um what's the first song of the The Feeling? The first like ten se- the la la la's and uh, that song. I was like what the fuck am I listening to? What did Parker give me? And then immediately when she like starts singing, I'm like, I, I'm speechless. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really good. This is easily my favorite release of the last two weeks by a mile. Oh um, yeah. Oh, easily. Genuinely, there was. There's one thing kind of close. But nothing this high in terms mm-hmm. of... Also, I'm going to call this an EP for now. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to mess up my whole fucking rankings. Because right now it would technically be above even Sleep Token and mm-hmm. Hot Mulligan. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be honest, it would not beat out those two. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of the albums, I, I'm going to mention it probably at the end of the year. Right. Um, <laughs> I had this on repeat for like the whole week. Any chance I could, I would just slap it on and just be like, but it okay, worth I love this. And the funny thing is, I waited a week, or mm-hmm. waited like four or five days before listening to it, and I messaged Parker, I said, why the fuck did I wait? What was I thinking? Yeah, and I, the moment I finished it, I put the, it, the earliest EP back on repeat, added the other songs to the queue, and just put it back on repeat. I didn't care. Yeah. I was so excited with this and so happy with this release um god this was such a good find mm-hmm. if if there's a new album eventually coming with the two newest singles which by the way she had a single released uh it was called cold hearted man which came out june 9th 2023 alongside jackie onassis which has 10 million listens which i didn't realize did um yeah jackie i mean jackie onassis was on Let's throw a party. Yeah, that was from 2020, but it's part of the Cold Hearted Man single, which is weird. Um, I thought I was going crazy hmm. for a second. Actually, um, I did. That's right, not the good life. What the fuck if there's that? any form of a new EP or album from her, I, I would be happy to so. listen to it. And that is one thing that we both completely agree on, that we both just really enjoy this. And I am yeah. so happy you added this. This is not metal. In any regard, by the way, for it's very much not metal. metal. This is jazz rock, and it's very different from what we normally listen to. But yeah, for someone who grew up doing band and everything, this is a fucking good out al- good album. Um, mm-hmm. Where's my fucking? I put. Did I not? I pulled it up. 
Um, yeah, I gave it a 98 on album of the year. By the way, for anyone watching, if you go on albumoftheyear.org and you go to Ranger Squid, the profile with no picture, I have 345 <laughs> ratings of everything that I fucking listened to. And there's probably going to be a few more tonight because I have listened to a few more today. Yeah, probably. Um, I have 80 written reviews of things I've listened to. Uh, for example, my most recent one was Cloud Rat. And all I wrote was, I don't like Grindcore. And I gave it a 10. <laughs> um, and on the complete flip side, Dragon Force, Valley of the Damned, the first album, gets a 91. So mm-hmm. you can easily see what I like and what I don't like. Uh, Loveless still just gets, I love this, I still love this band so much, and I love this band. And that's all it's yeah. going to get because I don't want to explain it. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's go on to the next one. We're going to talk about alts and their newest album, Abeyance. 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 I don't know. Whatever it is. Anyway, yeah. It is their second second album. It is the follow up to 2020's dysfunctional album. It's more like an EP, but whatever. Uh, And this album consists of 10 songs and is 34 minutes long. Parker, Mm -hmm. you're going to start us off today. Yeah. What are my thoughts on this? Um, I don't know. It's it's solid. It it kind of. Mm, I don't know. It's fine. I had a decent time with it, but like it, I don't know. Nothing really stood out to me, like in in like a super strong way, I guess. Um. Oh, that's a lot of that is a lot of green. That you're putting into that document right there. Yep. Keep going. Um. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say on this. It's like. It, it's it's kind of just there for me, even though I like it's decent. It's good, but it's eh. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have a whole lot to say on this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I I expected as much. I even thought you would love it or hate or not really care for it. Yeah. Um, I got Banks Arcade vibes, and a, a little bit. Um, yeah. This one doesn't slow down as much uh, as Banks Arcade does. Yeah. I think I, I enjoyed this a lot more than the Banks Arcade album from last year. Uh, mm-hmm. In context, I gave that one a six point eight. Um. It, they were still really good live. They put on an impressive performance when we saw them, but I still have yet to go back to that album, and it just mm-hmm. really didn't sit well with me. Um, and us, we didn't really listen to this band beforehand. We only heard Friend of the Dark before this album. As I said, I've said multiple times this episode, it doesn't sound close to any of the other singles from this 
which yeah. I believe were like ADD, Wraith, mm-hmm. other ones I forget. Um, I had a just a solid time with this overall. Parasite and Wraith mm-hmm. were a great two-track opener to the album, with The Great Depression being an alright song after. ADD was great. Back to Earth was probably the weakest on the album itself. Everything else after that was really nice and enjoyable to listen to. I had a great time with the last three songs especially as they slightly devi- slightly deviated away from the sound that they that the front half of the album had. And I may go back to this a decent bit over the next few months mm-hmm. unless other releases take over and just prevent me from actually listening to new, to old stuff again. Um yeah. for right now I I said I gave it an 8, 8.1 in my review. I put it up to an 8.5 because honestly, you know what? 8.3 right in the middle. Um, I think that like those two tracks in the beginning do really interrupt my ability to fully enjoy this album, like to the fullest extent. And I think that's going to, in the long run, affect my enjoyment of the album as a whole. Mm-hmm. Since right now I have significant amount of time to just listen to an album from start to finish without any interruptions, yeah, I am able to actually just like appreciate an album for how it sounds. Mm-hmm. And if something interrupts that, then I just can't. Just it just bothers me that I can't yeah. enjoy the album to its fullest. Um, mm-hmm. But for right now, it's a good listen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it drops a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if it increases just slightly. So, yeah, because this seems like that music that, like, after a couple of listens, you realize, oh, I actually do like this song. Mm-hmm. It's like um um da 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 da. da. I mean, just Banks Arcade in general. Like, <laughs> this is Banks Arcade. First listen, I was like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And then second listen, third listen, I was like, okay, these songs are good. Mm-hmm. The rest of this I don't like, and you were like, "I'll take it." I'll take it. And yes, there's quite a bit of green this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of yellow on your side. Yeah, a lot of like lime, like a lot, of, a lot of dark green Let's on your side, a lot one. of like lime green on my side. Uh, hold on, I just want to see something. So this one. This one. That's it. Wow. Two. Uh, oh, wait. Hang on. Okay. Three. Three we slightly connect on. Where's the third? Oh. I, uh, okay. Never mind this one. I was like, what? I was thinking uh, this one. This one. And this one. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, sorry. We uh we were just talking through Google Sheets clicking and stuff and highlighting. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's talk about Origami Angel and their newest EP mixtape thingamabobber, The Brightest Days. <laughs> This is the follow-up to 2021's Gami Gang, 
but the Brightest Days consists of eight songs and is a quick 22 minutes long. I I am going to... Yeah, this is an EP. This is not an album. Um, yeah. However, I'm going to start this one. Okay. Because while this album, if you read the lyrics, are very fucking negative, mm-hmm. a- as a whole, I just was relaxed and enjoying life while listening to this album, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just had a really positive time with this. I think I listened to this like second or third on the day it released. Yeah. Um, and then when I revisited it afterwards, I listened to, I want to say like harm. And then I did mental cruelty to make sure I wasn't mm-hmm. going from like pure pop punk to deathcore Cause that's a very <laughs> hard switch. Um, yeah. I've done that before. And it's a very fucking punch to the face basically yeah like whoa uh, i had a really good fucking time with this though mm-hmm. the mood it set was honestly perfect for the summer and because yeah. it was the friday after school ended it really felt like summer had started mm-hmm. and it was such a great opener honestly i love that fucking opener for this for this um mm-hmm. i the brightest days was a great start to the album and thank you new jersey was such a good song afterwards i think picture frame might still need a few more listens for it to fully connect but still a solid song and the rest of the album was very very good especially looking out in my pg county summer which my my pg county summer was the most real real political shit that's happening in the world right now and Mm -hmm. But it could also be from when he was a kid, and I don't know how old the lead singer is. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it's actually so true because I believe he's from Washington, D.C. So Mm -hmm. it's very much like a, holy shit, you realize he's from Washington, D.C. He's seeing all these protests that are happening. You don't know which one he's talking about, but it could be about any of them. It could be an upcoming one, too. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm really happy with this release and I'm excited to check out more of their stuff. Um, this was before I checked out their first album. Uh, mm-hmm. Not um, This was Somewhere City. And that was a 7.3 for me. I yeah. didn't really... I thought it was okay. There were parts of it that were good, but this... But their first album really felt like not that great in comparison. Um Right, I was just like, eh, yeah. I, it was I, like it was pop punk that I was like, okay, emo mm-hmm. pop punk, whatever, emo rock, whatever. It, right, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Parker, what'd you think of this? I didn't really find it all that interesting. Um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're saying that a lot for for a go couple of times. Um. I don't know the it just I admittedly I I you know a lot of my comments on basically every piece of music this week is going to be I've only listened to everything once and it, it all becomes a blur between the however many different songs that I've listened to over the last like two days that I've actually been able to listen to things um but like I don't know it just it 
nothing stuck out as much to me as like as things did on their first album. It's the uh, uh, um, that's how I found these guys originally was um someone recommended me their their first project somewhere city, and so I don't know. It's the I don't know. There's a uh, I feel like a lot of the, some of the songs here just don't really. I guess what am I trying to say? They I don't know. They just don't really do do a ton. Like I was I was gonna. I, I'm not entirely sure what I want to say about this. I just didn't really get a whole lot out of it. I didn't. I wasn't very interested. It's fine, but you know, it's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have no strong. I have no strong thoughts or feelings. Their first albums, okay. I, I really enjoy a, a a decent bit, but um, this I'm kind of just yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, I don't like their first album as much as this one. So we're once again <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum. Here. Yeah, because of course, but honestly, I. I don't mind because that like proves that we like have different tastes and we're not just the same person with it, which yeah. makes or it's like we like the same projects, but we have different tastes in the songs yes. on set projects, which is fun. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, so that is all the albums from uh, June sixteenth, and well, albums, EPs. We didn't really have much that week, but we had a fuck ton of singles. I think we had yeah. that week alone. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, technically nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six, fifteen singles. God fucking damn it. So fifteen of the singles were from one week, fourteen of the singles were the other week. We also, in the next week after, the twenty third, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven albums to listen to as well. Which fun fact, I did all in one day. <laughs> on the Friday it came out I spent mm-hmm. my entire work day listening to new music along with all of the singles again yeah so I sat there with my notepad with clean Chromebooks and did that let's talk about Trophy Eyes and their album Suicide and Sunshine This is their fourth studio album. It is the follow-up to 2018's The American Dream. It consists of 14 songs and is 40 minutes long. <laughs> Parker, I started the last one off. You're starting this one off. Okay. Uh, this one's fun. I enjoyed this. It's, um... I... Well, I... <laughs> I don't know if fun is necessarily the word to describe these songs, but, uh, I, I had a really good time with this, actually. It- Overall, um, you had a good time with it, but you did not have fun with it. I the the music is mood good. Wise. The music, yeah. The mood wise, the well, the tone of the music itself is upbeat. Mm-hmm. The actual content of said music is very not upbeat. <laughs> um. So yeah, this 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 is something I I enjoyed a good bit. Um. 
like just how how it's put together that and that that kind of contrast between the the vo- the lyrical themes and the you know the uh, instrumental i i think they do a, a, a nice job of um my pro- my favorite is probably run away come home um i believe um epilogue i also really enjoyed a good bit um oh and life in slow motion i i think i i wasn't actually huge on life in slow motion when we talked about it a couple weeks ago. yes that um Um, but listening to it now i'm actually like no this is this is a good song so yeah speaking of that i we only had heard life in slow motion yeah and i was completely caught the fuck off with the intro track because he came in with like screaming and like actual fucking like good vocals. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, like yeah, screams. What is going on here? Like, this isn't the album I put on. And this was the first release I listened to. Like mm-hmm. for last Friday, this is the first thing I listened. To. I'm like, yeah. What? Okay, so Parker had a good time with it, but his rating is a little bit weaker from than mine. Uh, his is 7.7, mine is an 8.5. So, I had a very good time with it. Um, Sydney, the intro track, was really good. Um, following that song is one of the singles, Life in Slow Motion, which was a great follow-up track, which I think at the time of the review, I was like, it's okay, it's whatever. But following up from Sydney, it was actually really good, and I really started to enjoy it. Um People Like You was also great, and I was really vibing with sound for the first three tracks. The next few songs, honestly, were just kind of okay. Nothing that I wouldn't skip, but it just something that I wouldn't go back to right away. Um, mm-hmm. Runaway Come Home was really close to getting a first like, uh, first listen like on Spotify, but not yet. Let me just confirm if I did actually click like on it or not. Uh, no, it did not. Um, and Burden was an interlude track, which I don't really click like on those anyway. Um, and then, then Trophy Eyes comes in with Sean and What Hurts the Most back to back. Um, Sean was powerful. Holy, holy fuck. I, I was actually at work trying my hardest not to sit there and just cry because it hits like it, like it hit. Yeah. Sean hit. It, it just, it hit that right spot in my personal feelings where I'm like, all right, you're Damn. going up a point more, like you're going up like 0.5 more than you probably should be because you hit my feelings. So almost made me cry. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. So technically this should probably be an eight, but yeah. anyway, um, after, after those two, um, I'm away was good or OMW was good. It wasn't just amazing. And the last four songs were a great finish to the album. I'll mm-hmm. probably go back to this. Yeah. At least over the summer quite a few times. But um, just overall, I think the beginning and the end were very good. The middle, mm-hmm. like, four through six were kind of just there and existing. Blue, Blue yeah. Eyed Boy, I know, is like their lead single off this. Because it has the most li- most um listens, yeah. But I didn't really like it that much. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to be completely honest. I don't remember what this band sounds like right now because I have listened to so much that I mm-hmm. just genuinely don't remember what I've listened to. Yeah. Um, but I know that like the style of this music was actually like just, it was just good. Um, mm-hmm. I just had a good time with it. Um, the fourth uh, fans also like there's the fourth one is Boston Manor. So I definitely got that vibe as well from this band too. Yeah, I can see it. Kind of. Yeah. Um, but I, I am glad that we generally agree on this album being mm-hmm. like, yeah, because like I probably should be rating it like an 8.2 in theory. Right. Uh, I should probably bump gonna... mine up a little bit if I'm being honest. But... You no, know, let's just both make it an 8 and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So th- this is, um, I, I will remember this album. It's not mm-hmm. a forgettable eight. It's an album no. that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can listen to this. Um, fun fact: another eight I listened to recently uh, was actually uh, Periphery, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Everything hit this time. I knew it would. It mm-hmm. just needed like a full clean like... listen, mm-hmm. and it was just a good. Like, yeah. It was just really good, and I had a good time with it. It's not revolutionary. It's not groundbreaking. But even the last song, I didn't mind. I don't mind the length. Like, right yeah. now, I'm able to work, and I don't mind the length because I can just sit there for an hour and ten minutes and grind out a fucking album while cleaning right. Chromebooks, updating iPads, <laughs> whatever. Like, I can just yeah. do that, and I don't have an issue whatsoever with it. Um, right. It's just really nice. Let's discuss um, another album. We have Mental Cruelty and their newest album, Zwilight. Twilight is German for Twilight. Uh, it is the band's fourth studio album follow-up to 2021's A Hill to Die Upon album. Uh, Twilight consists of 10 songs and is 48 minutes long. I want to take a second because I want to read the description for the newest album that they promoted for this for this. Uh, because honestly, it is one of the best persuasion techniques to ever get mm-hmm. me into something. Yeah. Embark on a journey. Wait, no, sorry. Wrong one. Here it is. Let us embrace a new era of darkness by bringing the black into blackened heavy music. Join us on the way down to infernal gates of hell to be rebirthed back to life. The album contains the most mind-bending variety of different heavy musical influences and sounds. Epic symphonic orchestras accompanied by slam breakdowns. This will have it all. Inspired from metaphors written by nature, death, and inner demons. That's cool. That's 
is how to convince me to listen to your album. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking paragraph like that. I'd be like, I'm sold. I don't care what uh, it is. I'm sold. Hell yeah. Parker. Yes. I think this might be the Lorna Shore of the year. It's definitely the Lorna Shore of the year. Um, but it seems I think like I, it's a little bit. I, I do. I like this more than Lorna Shore. Um, I figured you would because of the European style they included in there a little bit. Yeah, there, there's like some there's some cool touches to it. There's um, Est, I believe it was was I actually really enjoyed as a track. Um, on, which wait, which one is it? Pest. Pet. Oh yeah, Pest. Pest was great. Um, and I think it was, I think it was the last couple minutes of either the closing track or the air or the arrogance of agony that I was like, okay, like let's go. This shit fucking hits. And everything else is good, but it kind of falls into that Lorna Shore type of, mm-hmm. the, you know, that that Lorna Shore. It's obviously it's not exactly like Lorna Shore. There, it's different than Lorna Shore. I can I like it more than Lorna Shore. Um, I just use Lorna Shore as like a you know mm-hmm. a lot of bands sound you have that kind of similar sound and it's the most popular of of them. So it's like. You know, while I I don't necessarily dislike it, of course, I find a hard I I find I have a hard time getting into it. Um, I do think that I will end up liking this more on a re-listen than I do Lorna Shore. I already like it more okay. than Lorna Shore, but I I think this will actually has the potential to grow rather than fall off. Which is good. Which is what you want. So, yeah, this is exactly what I want from you. So, yeah, you you should not be surprised as this is like an easy favorite of mine. Oh yeah. I I think that the European influences mm-hmm. bring this up just under Lorna Shore from last year. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if this overtakes the spot of where Lorna Shore was at last year, which spoils because I haven't released this yet. Technically, it's my number 10 album of 2022. Um, Well, technically, we did do it, but we had to redo it because we added 30 more albums. My top 10 didn't change. Placement did, but Lorna Shore stayed at 10. Um, If you don't like Lorna Shore, you will not probably enjoy this album as much. Um Mm -hmm. However, if you enjoy Lorna Shore, you'll probably enjoy this album quite a bit. Or you just will think that it's Lorna Shore at home and you don't like it because it's not Lorna Shore. Literally, one of the, the reviews is, is a 50 and it says, we have Lorna Shore at home. That's all mm-hmm. it says. And I'm like, you're just a fucking dick. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mental Cruelty took what Lorna Shore did and made their own version of it, is what I think. Mm-hmm. I, I pe- people who have heard this podcast or at least listened to these episodes at least a little bit, I did band back in fourth grade all the way until the end of high school. I did jazz band too, and I loved every moment of both. When I was in high school, I dis- discovered the category of symphonic rock and symphonic metal. Camelot, Nightwish, Delane, Epica, so on and so forth. This immediately became one of my favorite genres of all time, and it still is. Now that I've been exploring more metal as a whole, Symphonic metal, as well as symphonic black metal, also known as this, 
has become something I always enjoy no matter what band it seems to be presenting it. I just love every moment of it. Like, it just becomes something I'm like, yep, this is just my weakness. You put this on and immediately you get my interest. This album is no exception. Every <clears throat> single song was so good and just made me enjoy the fuck out of every second. I will call this noise core as well. Since Will Ramos has created the subgenre of deathcore vocalists who can just make these noises and you don't know what the fuck is going on. At that point, brain go <laughs> off and head go bang. Even yeah. with all the insanity in the breakdowns and the vocals, there is still some calm in this album scattered across each track to ensure that it's not just blast beats for the entire album. And while that's I enjoy what, that's blast what usually beats, gets me. That's what usually gets me. It's just like the constant blast beats. Just it, I don't mind them, but then I don't mind them either. To become like slightly numb to them now that I've listened to so much deathcore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoy blast beats. I don't mind calm parts either. It's one of the best features of the symphonic pieces of music: the ability to transition and blend between sections that make sense to combine, such as a very quiet beginning into a cascading middle into a closing end or a continue rise or a start that's heavy into a little bit of a downward spiral whatever but right my absolute favorite part has to be the switch up on twilight the interlude mm-hmm. that caught me so fucking off guard i was actually jaw dropped yeah last time i did that was um Orc March by Chelsea Grant. Mm-hmm. Ending breakdown had me jaw dropped. Yeah. It is straight out of left field in terms of the overall delivery of the vocals, leading into a symphony of a dying star, which has easily become my favorite track of the album alongside Twilight. Mm-hmm. I, I I could sit and talk about how those two songs are just fucking gorgeous and amazing. Um mm-hmm. I'm gonna be giving this an eight point nine to start. Currently, Lorna sits at a 9.2. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure if it's going to beat out Lorna. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this does. And if I go back to this quite a bit more mm-hmm. than Lorna Shore, because I haven't gone back to Lorna Shore as much as I thought I would. I still mm-hmm. love the album. Yeah. But this adds that European little bit of power metal. Just a teeny bit. There's a little bit of power metal in there. A little bit of like <laughs> extra stuff in there that only European bands do. Because European mm-hmm. knows how to like vary up their music in multiple ways and it just works. Um, yeah. I, I wrote a full fucking like page and a half of this because I wanted to fucking talk about this. Because this was one project I was like, I need to discuss this. Yeah. This and Sammy Ray were my two favorites of the week by a mile. Oh yeah. Um, th- this one hundred percent. Like, God, I fucking love this. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking now. We're gonna move it's, on. It's good. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Off road minivan and their album made this keep you safe from harm. You'll just get better. You'll just get better. Yeah. I'll be 
This is their second studio album. Not to be confused album. with the band named Harm that we will be talking about later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, by the way, if you're trying to find the band Harm, look up the album name instead of the band name because there's about 30 different people who are, who are named Harm on Spotify. It will be yeah. impossible to find them. Uh, anyway, it's this, this is their second album. It is a follow-up to 2020 Swan Dive. Uh, May This Keep You Safe From Harm consists of 12 songs and is 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. This was interesting. And I don't think my rating really says how I feel about it. Yeah. It has quite the unique start. And it goes from a bit of like this like shoegaze atmospheric style to straight metalcore and a tiny bit of post-hardcore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay i was not expecting this because it's labeled shoegaze and it's not um yeah the biggest issue is that on first listen i didn't love any specific song which means that the Mm -hmm. rating drops immediately to an eight no matter how much i enjoy it like if i don't like a song eight Mm -hmm. it just drops i think the splitting point is after i fear only that my rage will fade over time the first half is a million percent better than the second half. Um, that splitting point is where it really starts to kind of drop in quality. Um, I think that the yeah. female vocalist in the second half also just, it feels like she has some rough production around her vocals, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just her vocals themselves that bother me. Um, yeah. I want to revisit this again, but I don't have interest in revisiting this over some of the other stuff mm. from this past week. Um, yeah, me either. Parker, what do you think? I was mostly uninterested. Like I, I kind of, I, I, I fall into a, a similar boat as you, where it's like I don't, I didn't really, um, I, I didn't really strongly enjoy any tracks on first listen and so it kind of just led to the the whole thing sounding samey and and Mm -hmm. not necessarily a samey that i thought was really interesting either or like i i particularly enjoyed so i don't know it's fine i i don't have much to comment on it other than that Yeah, and I already said my piece anyway. So yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a few albums like that, especially if we do these three in a row. Um, it's not gonna be a whole lot of talking. For me. Well, actually, you know what? Let's let's talk about. Here, we'll change it up. Okay, we're gonna talk about the other band we were just talking about. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Wait, hold up a second. Did we just talk about Harm? Hmm. Did we just talk about harm? I thought we were talking about off-road minivan. <laughs> Holy fuck! I was talking about harm. God fucking damn it! I pe- you I said off-road the wrong minivan. review. I pulled up the wrong review. You bitch. <laughs> anyway, well, actually, okay. So that's my review of harm. I'll get to that in a second. Let me talk about off-road minivan, the right band. Um, right. Editing right squid. Band. Don't cut any of this out because this is funny as shit. Um, yeah. I expected to go into off-road minivan and actually enjoy it personally doing to enjoy personally enjoying emo rock as a whole. Um, coming at the other end of this, listening to this, I was 
quite bored and nothing was speaking to me in terms of what is unique about the album for off-road minivan i actually had to skip the breakdown because the verses were just cringe and it took me completely out of the album listening experience Mm -hmm. maybe it'll grow on me in the future but it's not that great um so yeah i need to go to yeah so oh yeah there we go now i'm actually looking in the right area Mm because i was looking up here um whoopsies uh yeah <laughs> um that's off-road minivan now squid now talk about the right album hard yeah. a Harm. song you can't feel anymore This is their second album. It is the follow-up to 2019's What We Know Is A Drop, What We Don't Know Is An Ocean album, which is basically a combination of their first EP and I believe their second EP. Uh, a song you can't feel anymore consists of 10 songs and is 38 minutes long. So remember what I said about Harm? Um, well, I'm going to say most of it again. I just need to actually find my review of it because I have now closed it and I didn't realize I closed it. Um, I'll find it. Anyway, go ahead. Um, I liked this more. Well, I liked this good bit more than off-road minivan. I, why did I rate it this high? That feels really high for what I have to say about it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was why talking I about the wrong. We're we're gonna we're gonna drop this a little bit. We're gonna, um, I mean it it kind of falls into the same. Yeah, just I don't think I would take this over mental cruelty. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. This um, if you said you would take harm over mental cruelty. I'd slap you. Oh no, I would. The way you talked about mental cruelty is like a seven plus. So, mm-hmm. um. Anyway, I don't know. I just, I don't have a lot to say. I don't. I don't. I I f- have no strong opinions on like half the albums we're about to talk about. <laughs> it, it really does jump from style to style, and mm-hmm. while I appreciate the concept, that's like a post-hardcore thing where they jump a lot, and or it feels yeah. like they like switch between like heavy and quiet heavy and quiet heavy and quiet i'm like okay you you can stop now you've done it yeah. 70 times you don't need to do it the 71st time mm-hmm. um there's a feature on this from sarah and the safe word i don't know who the wh- fuck why would is. you name your band that to be honest yeah that's like a that literally causes me to be like what's your trigger word then Six piece no, cabaret no. rock. Sorry, band. that was a very douchebag comment. <laughs> uh, don't take that out of context, anyway. please. Thank you. Um, I didn't genuinely mean that. I'm just shitting around because I don't know. I'm trying to think of something <laughs> it, to say anyway. It's getting fucking late. Like, <sighs> let's get through these. Let's get it. Let's get through it. 
Anyways. Let's talk about the album that's going to win for longest album of the year. Swans. Uh, yeah. And their album, The Beggar. For the light, for the sea of a thought, for a touch. This is their 16th 1-6 studio album. Is the follow-up to 2019's Leaving Meaning. The Beggar consists of 11 songs and is two hours and one minute long. You heard me. Two mm-hmm. hours. Respectfully, I got all the way through the first seven songs on an album that is considered post-rock. I think that's the first time ever because post-rock is not my thing and that's more Parker's thing. It's definitely more my thing. What in the fuck is this album? (laughs) So just for people who don't know, there, there are 11 tracks on this. Supposedly, fun fact, the Beggar is more popular than almost every single metalcore artist that we know and love. Yeah. It has 1,100 ratings on Album of the Year. It is a, quote, must-hear album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first nine tracks are your average post-rock length. No less than five and a half minutes each. This uh, Number 10 is a 43 minute and 51 minute uh 43 minute and 51 second track you know just a casual casual you know casual 43, 43 minute track um i did not listen to it i have no interest in listening to it even though i have the time for it because i was expecting a lot of different changes in the songs when i was listening to it and i got really no change in the overall sounds Mm-hmm. And so to me, I was like, I don't want to fucking listen to this anymore. Respectfully, I got through at least seven songs. I'll take it. That's better than my average, which is like one song and I'm good for life. <laughs> um, Parker respectfully listened to the entire 43 minute track, which I believe I heard was like a tr- a, a dive into the lead singer's mind of life or something like life in general. Um, mm-hmm. His thoughts on life and Parker, I got really nothing else to say other than I'm fucking confused. That is that is very fair. Um, I thought the just so I'm not going to pretend to to fully get Swans. Uh, this is my first time listening to their project. I've heard a lot about Swans because they are probably one of the most critically acclaimed artists I think I've ever seen outside of like fucking Radiohead um like to um their their albums To Be Kind um Soundtracks for the Blind um The Seer The Great Annihilator all are like north well north of um like 80 85 
on album of the year. The Glowing Man is at like an 88. Like, people really like their stuff, typically. Um, so I've heard a lot about them. Be like, oh yeah, Swan, the, you know, this is great. And this is good. I enjoyed most of it. Um, or I, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed a good bit of it. Um, the, the 43 minute track was, was rough because, well, I, I'm not going to say I, I, I'm not going to say I disliked any of the actual contents of the song. I'm just kind of just like, did it need to be 43 minutes? Like what's, what, like, I don't know. There, there didn't seem to be a, a, a payoff or a, a, maybe not as satisfying of a payoff as I wished there was. Um, so, but the, the, um. The actual sound of of this thing is actually something I really enjoy. Um, the the title track, the beggar, is I think probably my favorite. Um, the like the bass lines to it, the just the general atmosphere and and kind of flow of the track just works really well for me. Um, also, I think uh, Paradise is Mine was another one that I, I was a big fan of. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah. It's like... I think it definitely needs... more time. And it, it, it needs to cook. It needs to cook more with me. So, um... It's like the... 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 I don't know the the whole experience the experience as a whole like just you know it, it's not it's not quite there yet for me but I still think yeah. it's good so okay yeah I mean yeah <laughs> it... so yep I didn't despise my life while listening to it which is good. Which is better than most of the stuff that you find on album of the year, which is post rock and I despise. This is also true. <laughs> so it's better than that, but it's not better than some of the metalcore that I've rated as a five. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'll take Dead Lakes over this again. I don't want to listen to this again. Um, mm. Let's let, let's move on. <laughs> to This Wildlife and their newest album Never Fade This is their sixth studio album. This is uh, Tuck O'Leary, the clean vocalist in Fit for a King. It's his band. It is the sixth studio album follow-up to 2021's Ever Blossom. Never Fade consists of eight songs and is 29 minutes long and has features on every single track. Parker, Mm -hmm. you didn't like this. I, I didn't. Okay. It it was it, it's fine. I um I mostly found this to be uninteresting and I thought every song sounded the same. Even with um features from artists that I enjoy quite a bit. Brian from I Prevail, 
Rory of Dayseeker. Rory didn't really sound like himself on this one, to be honest. Like, I didn't think he was all that... I, I didn't think it was his best vocal performance. Like, anywhere close. Um, I don't know, it's just the, just the sound of it doesn't really... I don't care for any of it. It's like, it... It, it um... I don't know the fact that it, that basically every song has the same felt like it had the same structure and the same vibe to it just didn't really do a whole lot for me. And by the time by the end of it, I was like, it's it, it's not a sound that I particularly enjoyed. And by the end, I was just kind of like, wow, this is just not it for me. So yeah, okay. I, I did lower my rating just now because y- mm-hmm. you did kind of spark the idea. Like maybe I don't like it as much as I thought I did, but um, mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah. I had to switch my mindset from the normal viewpoint I have with albums because it was an mm-hmm. awful acoustic album, really. Um, it's yeah. Two guys with a guitar and drums, I think. Really, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, acoustic songs don't really enter my playlist and they're, unless they're really really good or amazing um, the first track was excellent by the way and of course the next track mm-hmm. Rory Rodriguez was absolutely incredible uh, Silver and Gold yeah. was good but just not that great How'd You Forget is such a deep track and I need to understand the meaning behind it because it felt extremely deep compared to the other songs Night Fight was good mm-hmm. but not spectacular and all of the final three tracks were really amazing. I had a super good time with this, and my rating doesn't reflect this review, but that's also because I, because I also don't often listen to acoustic, acoustic music. So mm-hmm. I don't expect to put these on, even if they are in a playlist with similar, like, lighter yeah. music in general. So, yeah. Um and we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, we have one more album left to go. We have Honey Revenge and their album Retrovision. Stop it, This is their debut album. It consists of 12 songs and is roughly 36 minutes long. Parker, I can tell what you're going to say with this already. Yep, I don't have a ton to say about it. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I do it. Well, I have one thing to say about it. Um, the I was looking through the, the, the artist page for this and it recommended uh, the you know, fans also like uh, Arrows in Action. Um, which we talked about a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, looking at it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, uh, excuse me. Uh, I feel like they are doing a lot of this, you know, similar things that Arrows in Action are doing. I just prefer Arrows, Arrows in Action in almost every way. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I have. I This... I don't know. I'd just rather go. Listen, I'd rather just go listen to "Built to Last" than 
than this. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd rather listen to that because uh, I'm lowering my rating too. Um, mm-hmm. It was a standard. I, I wrote my notes on my phone, by the way. This was the yeah. last review I had. So um, it's standard pop rock that starts off strong with the first two tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you impressed? Is good, but not spectacular. Um, my favorite song is, or sorry, favorite song is cheesy as heck, and kind of cringe, honestly. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. The visual was catchy as fuck and probably my second favorite song so far on the album. Rerun was also good. Fight or Flight was mm-hmm. just kind of mid. It was there and wasn't that interesting. Uh, Murphy's Law was a cool song. Really enjoyed Sensitive. Scapegoat was mid, honestly, and Worst Apology was very good and so was Distracted. The biggest thing about this album is the chorus is intended to be catchy to anyone listening to it. They did that for the most part and it followed the same structure of going back to the chorus every 30 seconds and they couldn't get away from that whatsoever um, yeah and it felt like a lot of the songs were just vague pop rock songs that mm-hmm. didn't hold my attention other than a few select ones right and based on what i just said and what i had seen the singles were the ones that i enjoyed and that's really it um and if that's it then that kind of sucks for your band because I don't really find it that interesting. Right. Um, this is probably one of my most quote unquote mid reviews, but it's still a few of the songs mm-hmm. were catchy enough to catch my attention at least. Right. Yeah, I, I did enjoy um, Rerun was pretty fun. I think it was was Escape Goat. It was one of scapegoat or distracted. Mm. One of the two. Um, but I did actually enjoy a decent bit. Um, but other than that, I really just don't remember much about this. Or I thought, yeah, yeah, you know, I thought it was just like not particularly good. So yeah, yeah. Th- this one's probably my, I guess, least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, is it my least? No, no, sorry. Off-road minivan. No, sorry. Swans is my least favorite. But the ones I've yeah. actually finished, off-road minivan is my least favorite of this week. I did want to mention that <clears throat> I did go back to a lot of the 2023 stuff. Um, currently, I only have like seven projects left to listen to. And technically, Ruskaja, I did listen to about half of it before I need to do something else because I was listening to a lot of music at that point. Mm-hmm. But it was actually really cool by that point. Yeah. Um, really, really cool polka rock that got introduced by Jake in the last episode that you'll see. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I have uh, Cult of Luna, Ruskaja, Quasi, Skrillex, Skrillex, uh, Big Brave, and Boy Genius, and Coast uh coast natenny and that's it left um so yeah i i've reviewed re-reviewed a lot um Mm -hmm. i did want to mention one because i did finally go back to it and i'm gonna actually mention two three two albums from one one from another yeah the acacia strain there are two albums uh step into the light and failure will follow Step Into the Light was originally a 6.1. It went up to a 6.3. Uh, 
fun fact, I had found some found out some really, really not great news before I started listening to it. It mm-hmm. went so well because I was just angry in general. And er. it just kind of hit a good spot for me. <laughs> And I did also fully listen to Failure Will Follow. The Whatever mindset I was in the first time I listened to it was just a bad mindset because I yeah. didn't mind the first track. And mm-hmm. you cut off the first three minutes of that second track that's like 14 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And that track would be great. The last track was yeah. just kind of mid, but I still enjoyed the experience more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And it just took a little bit to get used to. Right. Um, That's fair. And one other. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I didn't have anything to say. I just said that's fair. <laughs> one other project I wanted to mention that I've mentioned a few times that I didn't mm-hmm. think I would go back to so quickly. MS Paint. The house. I didn't hate a single song on the album on this list. That's impressive. I'm not saying the rating, but it has gone up, which I don't think it will ever hit a top 30 spot, mm-hmm. but it's going to be mentioned in my album rankings. Cause I need to talk about this album because it's, <laughs> kind of fucking climbing and it feels like the Taylor Swift phenomenon where you first hate it, you give right. it a couple listens and you start to really enjoy it. For example, mm-hmm. I listened to Taylor Swift this morning and other than Snow on the Beach because I don't listen to that song because I fuck that song. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have grinded my butt off with music. Um, Hell yeah. So what's the plan for next week? <laughs> um, very good we have, question. We have one album. One whole album. I mean, you know we'll find like six different things to throw in there if we really want to. Let's... Which I don't really want to, but, you know. So next, well, this coming weekend, I have a bachelor party for one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Nice. I would rather we take the week off and combine Nothing But Thieves, which will be next week, and Black Braid, which is atmospheric black metal, which I think you found. That was not me. Oh, that was me. Oh. Yeah, that was you. Oh, because I saw in the upcoming, I was like, sure. And then Taylor Swift actually has an album coming out, uh, which is Speak Now, which is... uh, an earlier album, I think it's like her third album, but it's her version because I think one of her record companies was really screwing with her early on and she had to get out of that record company as as quick as possible, but this album was not what she wanted it to be. So she is re-releasing it in the way that she wants to and it's going to be interesting to listen to. I don't think we're technically going to count it for albums in 2023 because it came out many years ago it's up to parker though because uh i'm dumb i mean i think we already i think we already have speak now in the doc we, we already do yeah 
but we can if it's different than that then yes we will um it's it's not gonna be different though from what i uh, from what i know at least all the taylor's versions have been like i mean obviously they're minorly changed but the it's it's basically it's essentially a deluxe it's like for often kind of ends up being basically just a deluxe release yeah. essentially i okay. think that's kind of what happened with red well anyway we'll have those three we'll have some other stuff that comes out that we randomly find in there um hopefully we won't have 50 singles when we take the week off i'm gonna this episode is gonna take a while to up to edit because yeah. it's we're sitting at Fuck two me. and a half hours that's your fault because you couldn't listen to stuff bitch you the one you 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 the one who put fucking 30 so much music this this is what happens you no fuck you bitch (laughs) fuck you bitch anyway thank you all so much for listening make sure if you are listening on spotify or apple music please give us five stars if you are watching on youtube because i will be uploading these and exporting these soon um i have to uninstall a few games to get storage for it um once i do i will upload them to at least google drive and then upload them to youtube anyway if you're watching on youtube like comment subscribe if you want to follow us on twitter at htsab uh podcast uh at ranger squid at p houston whatever his name is um whatever whatever the fuck it is we post stuff once in a blue moon i have to get better at that but i've also been really busy so did you see my did you see my tweet last night no no never mind i'll we'll i'll I'll, sorry i'll save it for after we do the outro anyways (laughs) anyway as always have a wonderful morning afternoon or evening wherever in the world you are goodbye happy birthday grimace